Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, January 27th, 2023, year six of this show. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn. I am the uh, AG Key Grip production line manager, caterer, definitely caterer of this show. Made myself, in fact, all I've eaten today, a nice little slice of toast with butter and uh, two eggs on top. Pretty tasty. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I was a little bit uh, just frustrated with uh, Terminal B. I guess they don't call it terminal, they call it, uh, well, they, if you think of it as terminal B at an ATL, Atlanta, Hartsfield, Jackson, right? You got, you know, you got T, A, B, however many they do. They're all parallel to each other. It's a very unique airport. You take right there. Anyways, I show up at ATL um, this morning. I have a 7 a.m. flight, so it's boarding, you know, 626. 30 something like that which uh, by the way don't let me forget to finish the story but i'll mention that um i'm very tired uh consequently okay 3 30 a.m central time is when the alarm went off this morning and that was going to bed at about 11 uh, p.m eastern 10 10 p.m central so it wasn't you know it wasn't like oh, i got three hours of sleep i still i still pulled down five to five and a half but um, I'm, I'm, I'm gassed. It's about 5.45 at night right now. So I don't think I'm going to last much longer. After we finish the podcast, we make dinner, watch, you know, two episodes or something, and then I'm going to be down for the count. But I was disappointed because I wasn't, you know, crazy hungry this morning when I got to my, uh, terminal or whatever. But the earliest that a coffee spot opens in B in Atlanta is 6 a.m. There's even a Dunkin', which was on the complete opposite end, and I don't think I would have walked all the way there, but that doesn't even open until 6.30. Doesn't that seem like way too late for a Dunkin' Donuts to open um, at an airport? Like, not and not just an airport. You know, we're not talking Kansas City or Sacramento. We're talking the world's busiest airport. So how are you not going to have your coffee spot open until 6.30 a.m.? So it's just weird. So they have a generic coffee roasters, whatever, in kind of their central area where the train lets you off. And it opens at 6 a.m. So I and I get up there at about 5.50, 5.55. I had timed it perfectly because I had done my research as I was riding uh, the trains over, first the Sky Train, then the uh, terminal train or whatever they call it, the plane train. I'm thinking, you know, where am I going to get my coffee? Because it's going to be a long day, literally waking up that early to fly home and then work from home, which granted didn't do it a lot today. It was pretty, pretty uh, easy, but it's just been a long week. Crazy amount of driving. I don't know the exact mileage, but I would, and I, I, I took the scenic route uh, here and there because there wasn't that much else for me to do like for fun this past week. We'll talk about Alabama Briefly, I'm not going to dig into it as much as some of my other uh, annual Alabama shows because one, we've covered a lot of it, and two, um, I've, we got to finish up our thoughts from last week. There are multiple loose ends to tie it from last week, and it's just going to be a shorter episode today because that's just I'm feeling beat. But you know, I probably 
probably logged, you know, 800-ish miles. Maybe not quite that many, maybe like 700. I would guess like 700 miles uh, between mo- from Monday afternoon to uh, this morning on the rental car. And so it's just, you know, just, just tired, just long week of that sort of stuff. So I get up to the, to the coffee spot and already, you know, it's 5.50, 5.50 a.m. It's scheduled to open at 6. There's a long line. And, you know, when I say long, I'm, I'm thinking probably just like, I don't know, um, 10, 12 people. And so I'm just kind of like, gonna, I'm just like, you know what, I don't want to commit to this line yet because I don't know exactly how long it's going to be. And my plane's going to board at a certain point. And it's, it's, just, it's kind of an up in the air situation. If they open and the line is moving, I'll hop in there. So I wait till 6.05. The line has grown, as you'd expect, but there's not. E- it's not even open, and it's not even like, oh, they got the gate down, but there's people back there, and you're just waiting for the second one they open it up. There's no gate or anything like that. The, the spot is completely dark, shut down, you know, looks like a place that would never open the entire day, which is concerning to me. So I got a... I got to say, I, I don't know whatever happened to those folks. Maybe it's, you know, we're 12 hours later, 12 and a half hours later. Uh, maybe they're still standing in line hoping to get a coffee before uh, before their flight. So anyways, rip. So I didn't get my coffee until all the way home. Went hotel to car rental spot to airport to two-hour flight, 90-minute flight, to Uber home, then got the coffee. So it was uh, it was a much-needed coffee. And yeah, so we're feeling pretty gassed. But thank you, uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. And I'm I'm proud to proud and and happy to bring you another installment of Quinn David Ferns presents the Beantown Podcast. I got my lemon lime carbonated water here. It is officially the last podcast of dry January, and no, this isn't going to be another 2020 where I run it back all 12 months and don't drink. In fact, I was literally at Jewel this afternoon getting ingredients for our delicious supper, which is going to be prepared right after this. A grilled cheese sandwich, two cheeses, gouda and pepper jack with buttered bread, a Caesar salad dipped in gourmet tomato soup. It's a specialty tomato soup that Rachel requested, so we're going to do that. It's going to be delicious. Uh, But I also bought some whiskey, um, which I realized when I got back to the house that I had gotten whiskey for Christmas, and so now I have like two and a half bottles of whiskey. So that's going to, you know, that'll last us for at least two and a half podcasts. But excited for that. Dry January officially ends Thursday morning, 12 a.m., I uh, do not anticipate breaking dry January until, or I guess it's Wednesday. Wednesday is February 1st. Let's let's get our uh, production assistant, a.k.a. me, to check on that. Yeah, it's Wednesday morning. I knew that because Thursday is Groundhog Day. Pet mine or pet peeve time? Well, that means next time we do a podcast, Groundhog Day is already going to be passed. Unless we do a Thursday special, which I don't usually do. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. A Groundhog Day special. It could be fun. The point I was trying to make is I, and this is, 
I'm not trying to uh, impart this frustration or pet peeve upon anyone else because I think it's really like a stupid minor thing that really doesn't or should not impact anything. But I just have to say it. The amount of people that say Groundhog's Day is uh, its just one of those things. You know, everyone has those little things where when you hear it, it's just like, oh, man, this is uh, this is very frustrating to me. You know, it can be whatever you want. For me, one of my pet peeves, I think we've done a pet peeves podcast before. It's tough to remember after six years. But one of my pet peeves is people calling it Groundhog's Day rather than Groundhog Day. And I almost feel that the usage of Groundhog's Day with an S as opposed to Groundhog Day has almost become more popular. Maybe people just struggle with the the back-to-back kind of hard consonant sounds of Groundhog Day versus Groundhog's Day kind of lets you slur right in, right? We've gotten lazy with our tongues, with our words. I feel like I'm giving a sermon right now. I listened to portions of some good sermons this past week on the road. I think my my like patience slash tolerance for just kind of soaking that stuff up um, has gone down. Uh, you know, I've been I've been traveling, been recruiting for work for what seven years now. And uh, when I first started out, it would be like, obviously, it's all tongue in cheek for me, but it would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this for 15, 20 minutes. It's going to be fun. Now it's like I give it two or three minutes and I my attention span is done and I move on. OK, let's let's uh, keep things moving here. I'll mention listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, will occasion some language from the shoes podcast objectively terrible. I really kind of blitzkrieg that speaking of getting lazy with your tongue. Um, not completely finalized but needs to happen in fact i'm googling this right now just so i don't forget i want to take a look at this later uh custom stickers for the beantown podcast it really can't be that hard to make i'm sure there's some sort of like design it yourself kind of thing uh but the reason i mentioned that is because our pledge drive telethon special has not been officially announced yet but it's that time of year i need to launch the group me not group me, uh, go fund me, similar, similar word. Uh, and, uh, I don't know exactly when I want to do it. Rachel and I are probably going away for our anniversary the weekend before our anniversary, which would be the third weekend of February. And I'm definitely not prepared to do it, you know, the weekend before that or anything. So what that means, and unfortunately I work on uh, Saturday, February 25th, we've often done it on Saturdays before. But what I'm looking at potentially is, uh, so but write, this, write this down in your calendars with a little asterisk uh, that, that says Quinn will decide soon, hopefully. Uh, Sunday, February 26th. Football season will have been over. The Super Bowl is February 12th. And I don't know. It might, uh, I don't love like trying to do big productions in the middle of the day on a Sunday. It's usually a very restful day for us. And as you all know, from the first five, the Beantown Podcast Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser annual event is far from restful. It's chaotic. There's phone calls coming in. We got live streams to manage. Um, but who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we still raise the money this year. We still do the live Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser, but I don't get so crazy about it. Um, I mean, like it's a really fun thing, and it's something I am looking forward to doing every year. 
and it does take some work, some planning, some writing, some scheming. But uh, maybe we just bring it all down a notch this year. We still have our Topaz Elite members, and it's not so much that I'm like not jazzed to put that stuff into it, but it's you know what, we can raise money and and still just have a good time and chill a little bit. So maybe that's what we'll do this year. An unofficially chill sixth annual Beantown Podcast Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. Again, theoretically, tentatively, Sunday, February 26th at, uh, I don't know, we, we could call it like 2 p.m. Central, something like that. Uh, there, that's a, that's a placeholder. If you would like to be part of the show in any capacity, whether you want to donate some money, donate you know a five-minute stand-up set you want to do live on air, I'm down for anything. Email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com, and we will uh, pencil you in. If you're a new fan of the show, maybe you're from the country of Pakistan. Hello to the country of Pakistan. Uh, Urdu uh, Village is probably the name of a city or a, a village, rather, in Pakistan, Khyber Pass, wherever you're calling in from or emailing from. We do an annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. We raise money for the operating costs of the show, which there are two uh, just things, really. It's maintaining our website, uh, you know, annual hosting, web hosting, and then second, unlimited upload ability through SoundCloud. And that comes out to like 160 bucks each year, maybe like 170 And so we raise money. We don't cap it at that. We'll continue to accept donations beyond that. The, the kicker here, and I started doing this maybe like two or three years ago, is I actually, so if we're being real on this, I lose money on this stuff because I donate dollar for dollar whatever is received to a local charity and so it's you know people could say well why don't we just donate to charity um and take the quinn the middleman out of it i'm not even taking a cut well it's because one i'm not taking a cut two it's uh you know we're doing this for fun for charity for beantown and there are prizes there are donor levels donor rewards in the past we've had signed autographed or autographed uh pictures sent out in the mail we've had beantown buttons we've had interviews on the air we've wrote songs about our uh folks maybe we'll do limericks this year i don't i don't know uh stickers custom stickers i literally googled it and uh, minimized that tab on my computer so that's ready to go so that's what we're gonna be looking forward to it's always at the end of february uh, right before we get into march my favorite month say patrick's day March Madness, my birthday show, all that good stuff in March. So Shamrock Shuffle I just signed up for. It's going to be a good time. All happens in March. Okay, let's jump back in to where we were last week. If you recall, last week we were talking about bathroom adventures. And then where I left off with you was um, things that they should have, you know, by the checkouts in uh, grocery stores, convenience stores, wherever, drug stores, things like, you know, you need a copy of your key or a change counter or something like that. So we're going to um, we're gonna finish those two points because I actually had one bathroom adventure I forgot about. I'm just going to briefly mention it. And then we'll talk about some of my ideas for those machines. And then we'll finish up with uh, just a very some brief notes. I took very brief 
uh, notes about Alabama. Um, it's not going to be long. Um, and I, we will try to get you out of here by 30, 35 minute mark, something like that. That's the goal. And I got, uh, I'm trying to make it more consistent with doing at least one solid trivia question this week. I have it for this week again. I I try to make it on theme. So it is going to be Alabama themed this week. Uh, in fact, I think there might be two, it might be a two parter, but this this week's trivia, I just kind of thought of in the shower, so I didn't really write it down. It's not super well fleshed out, so it's more so just going to be I've got some a couple items, facts that I'm trying you trying to get you to to uh, realize or or know or guess. And I didn't. What I'm trying to say is, I didn't write out an eloquent, eloquently written question or anything. So we're just going to kind of dig in. But I wanted to, our final bathroom adventure to really cap this off. Um, I had and I had mentioned I was going to say it, but then I think I got sidetracked by David Dahl um, just ripping one while he was on his Bluetooth in the Temple Baptist uh, bathroom. <laughs> this happened to me. I don't know. It must have been. I think it was like mid December or very or like the first week this month. I don't remember, but it wasn't very long ago. So I mentioned I usually go to the third floor to do my uh, morning constitutional. But I'm also, I'll say this, like I'm a little bit skittish. So if I go into the third floor and I see that there's already like two people in stalls and I have to like go join the poop party essentially, I'm willing to duck out of there, like do a, you know, cover my ass really, uh, like wash my hands. Like, so they're thinking, oh, this guy wasn't a weirdo. He came in, he had to wash his hands, right? Like that's how uh, far I'm thinking about this stuff. But I'll do that occasionally and then I'll pop back out. And if the, if the, it's not going to be the third floor, I mentioned it won't go down to the second floor. That's where a lot of students are. Four, five, six, library, too risky. Bathrooms are too small. Uh, seven, eight, nine, a lot of like student lounges and classrooms, too risky. So you got to go above the law school. The floors for us stop at 9 and then you get to 10 and above and it's other university offices, classrooms, all that sort of stuff. So oftentimes I will just pick a random floor. You know, it goes up to like 16, 17. So I'll go to like 13 or or 15 or something like that. Um, So I did that, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago because I really had to go. And we're talking morning constitutions here, constitutionals. I don't know the origin of that phrase. We should look that up later. If we had more time on the show, we would. There's your, hey, if you want to get involved with the show more beyond uh, Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser, look up Morning Constitutional and email us the origins, and we'll read it live on air. Um, If this was a 45-minute, 50-minute show, I would just do that because that's oftentimes how these things get derailed, but I'm just going to finish my story. So I go up there. It's a wide-open bathroom. There's no action. Um, All the undergrads and all the other graduate students, uh, just not the law students, are gone because they finished their quarter. um, I think this was in December. They finished their quarter before Thanksgiving, and then they're out until January. So I've got the whole, whole place myself. Go in the stall, do my business. Now, I will say this: one of my secrets, if I, you know, do have my my normal whatever, so as not to stink up the joint, because I will sit there for a while and ponder life's eternal mysteries. I'll do a quick flush before you know taking care of anything else, uh, you know, toilet paper, whatever. 
so that I can just sit there. It's not, I didn't, you know, bomb this place. It goes right down. Well, so I do that. I'm trying to tell this story. I'm not, I'm not trying to gross anyone out. This is just what happened. Do my flush sitting there, you know, not thinking about anything. And I start to, (laughs) I start to feel, uh, on my, uh, my, my giblets there, uh, feels a little damp perhaps. And this is all, all happens very fast. I, all of a sudden I look down and whoa, it's like old yeller or, uh, old faithful in Yellowstone, Yellowstone is it, bubbling and it's about to blow. <laughs> it didn't actually blow, but as you can imagine, I leap up, I got like my, uh, my coat in there and stuff so I like grab that because it's all coming up and over and I will say this to kind of cap off the story because you might be thinking oh that's crazy gross the, the poop wasn't coming up as far as I could tell I don't know I, I don't I'm not a plumber I didn't get a I didn't look into this all the way I was you know very uh had to move fast so I jump up it wasn't like a total overflow it wasn't like oh I flooded the the bathroom there was just you know it probably overflowed, you know, over the toilet uh, rim for like two or three seconds, and then it was done. But as you can imagine, originally, as you're sitting there and it starts to come up through your uh, your buns, that's not a pleasant situation. So I was able to m- move over to the next stall and uh, kind of finish what I needed to be doing. But it was it was soggy bottom band, right? That's the uh, soggy bottom boys. Is that? from i mentioned we were not going to do google searches but we are going to just because it's so fast soggy bottom boys from oh brother where art where art thou so i was a i was an honorary soggy bottom boy soggy nuts boys soggy bottoms boys all that stuff uh for you know five minutes there up on the 13th floor that was quite a quite an adventure okay we're done with the bathroom talk i promise Grocery store ideas. It could be a convenience store. I just see it all the time at the grocery store when I go to Jewel. Uh, but, you know, CVS, 7-Eleven, they'll have things like that as well. So you already know the common ones. Like uh, as you're checking out, you're walking out, you know, it could be a, a coin counter where you dump in all your loose change. It counts it. It takes a, a commission and you get your uh, like a check out of it or something or cash, whatever. Um you need a, a key to be copied. You stick it in there for a fee, they'll copy it. Uh, you want to get your, uh, these are less kind of gadgety and more just, you know, fit the general bill, but like propane tank refill or uh, like the big water jug refill or if you want to get a bag of ice, right? These are all things you can find there. So I was thinking, what are some more creative ideas for biz small businesses machines whatever you want to call it that we could put there to generate additional revenue uh so here are some of the things i came up with and we're going to just kind of go rapid fire because i don't want to spend too much time on this but i just it was an opportunity to be fun and creative and i hope you'll enjoy them so here's what i and i could i could have kept going for 20 25 ideas and maybe we'll do this again in the future i don't know but here's what i came up with get any apple caramelized it's perfect. You're at the grocery store. You buy, you buy your peck of apples. You got a beautiful red delicious or a uh, honey crisp or a lazy uh, granny granny Smith. 
I think they're just called Granny Smith. Uh, you you pay five bucks, whatever, two bucks. You maybe a two two dollar base to get your stick. You get your stick. You punch your apple. You puncture your apple. P u n c t u r e, and you stick it in there. You get it caramelized. And then, of course, we can take it a step further. If you want to add nuts, you can. If you want to add, um, you don't really see many toppings on candy apples other than just nuts. But you know, it could be like uh, it could be like froyo or something, where you're you're adding gummy bears. Or gummy worms, or chocolate chips, uh, you know, or Skittles, whatever you want to throw on there, you know, fifty cents a, a topping. It'll coat it, and you you pull it out, and you can eat it on your walk home. So that's get any apple caramelized. Next, this is good for the grocery stores that have uh, this particular item. Like this wouldn't work at a Trader Joe's or CVS, but it would work at, you know, you go to a Whole Foods or something. Make nuggets out of a rotisserie chicken. So you buy your rotisserie chicken, five, six, seven bucks, whatever. You take the plastic off. You slide it into the machine. That's the sound of the knives going to work. It could be uh, knives from the Tony, Chef Tony, whatever his name is series that he's always advertising at 3 a.m. on uh, network. Next thing you know, you got, I just Googled Chef Tony just to see if like, um, yeah, there he is. Anthony Joseph Notaro, born 1954, an advertising pitchman for cooking and kitchen products often seen on infomercials. There he is. Um, I'm going to leave that tab open just because I'm curious like what he actually does. Uh, beyond infomercial acting. Is he actually like a cook or a chef somewhere? We'll get back to you on that. But basically, you stick your rotisserie chicken in there, and this could be like Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, where, you've, you know, boneless wings, a.k.a. chicken nuggets. So you can have different dry rubs, wet rubs, whatever you pay a certain amount. You can have multiple. Uh, but, yeah, you stick your rotisserie chicken in there. You get it instantly nuggetized, N-U-G-G-E-T-I-Z-E-D, and you could have, I don't know, Carmelo Anthony, uh, his face plastered across it. Famous Denver nugget. Next thing, this one's very simple: knife sharpening. Now you gotta you gotta be careful because you don't want to just be bringing a ton of knives into somewhere. But you just stick it in there and <laughs> with a whetstone or something. I don't know. Uh, you could probably you know commercially manufacture some whetstones for your machines pretty affordably. Knife sharpening. Uh, next, oh, this was one I, I'm very proud of, inspired by my lovely uh, and long-suffering GF, Rachel. Uh, stick your head in. This one's really for the ladies, uh, for the most part. Stick your head in and get a f- instant French braid. And when I say instant, it could be, you know, five, ten seconds, something like that. Um, who wouldn't want that? This could be a higher, you know, a higher-priced item, I'm thinking. And it actually goes well with the next one I'm about to mention. And this was, contrary to popular belief, this was not thought of uh, this morning when I was at Hartsfield-Jackson. It was thought of kind of on my own. Automatic shoe shiner. You stick your shoe in there, and it uh, wipes it down. It gives it a nice rub. I don't know, polishes it. What I don't ever, I never had my shoe shine. But that'll, the machine will do it. And to finish the, the hair thought, it could do French braid. It could do uh, Italian braid, Moroccan braid, 
pigtails, three pigtails, side pony, like Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. You could do all that stuff. Uh, the last two, this is near and dear to my heart. Thank you to Dry January. Instant beverage carbonator. So really just a larger version of a soda stream. America wants their beverages carbonated. America loves bubbles. So let's make this a mass-produced thing. And then finally, an anagram solver. It could be on your phone. It could be a piece of paper with, you know, 10 letters or something. You stick it in there. The letters are all jumbled up. You get it back, and it will tell you what the word is or all the possible combinations. That could be the thing. You could get, like, one word for a base price, and then, you, you know, if you want five additional combinations, you pay an extra dollar. So we're not only out here giving out great ideas, but we're really running the business side of things as well. Okay. Just because I know you wouldn't be able to sleep unless I actually told you this, let's Google Tony Notaro and see what this guy actually, if there's any other info out here other than his Wikipedia page, his IMDB page, excuse me. Here's a YouTube video from July 29th, 2022 called Exploring in My Explorer with Chef Tony Notaro. There he is. 345 views. So Tony's not really bringing in the clicks he once did. Uh, Channel Angel Smedley. Comments are turned off. Don't you hate that? Um, But yeah, hey, I might watch this later. Tony's looking older, uh, which makes sense. The guy is... uh, about to be 70. So Tony Notaro, here's his LinkedIn, owner Chef Tony Enterprises, LLC. There he is, got a big-ass hat. And oh, it was one of these LinkedIn pages that you can't connect to. You just have to follow it. He's got 254 connections and 257 followers, but I can't be a connection. I could only be a follower. Don't you just hate that? These people who are so high and mighty. Like Chef Tony thinks because he showed up on our television screens at 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning before the Today Show that he could only have followers and not friends. I feel for Tony. He's got so many followers but but almost no friends. That's got to be an empty, cold lifestyle. Um, just some, some Alabama notes. Uh, and before we, we wrap up the show with that, ever so quickly, I wanted to say thank you to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon. You need your home inspector in Central Oregon. You need someone who's safe, certified, someone you can trust. Call my dad, Steve, at 541-410-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. If you like what you're listening to, it's not just me. Uh, I couldn't have done 263 episodes or wherever we're at of the Beantown Podcast six years without the Samson Q2U series. It got crisp, clear audio quality. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And then, of course, our friends we just talked about. Uh, this could be Cuts by Q big first, Cuts by Q's first big commercial enterprise, the automatic French braider. Go find it at a, at a you know drugstore, grocery store near you. You stick your head in. I uh, put on the safety goggles, and uh, we'll braid it for you. Um, it'll be pretty cool. You have to have those like arms like Doc Ock has to really be you know, very fine with the strands and stuff, and you don't want to murder anyone either. All that is to say, when you need a fresh juice, something fancy or new, grocery store or at our home salon, call the experts at Cuts by Q. 
Okay. All right. So some things. Uh, Monday I flew into Atlanta. I had, I, you know, I got in at like two or something, and I had to work at, in Emory at like five. So I'm like, okay, let's drive up over there. I've never been to Emory before. If you don't know, it's like northeast of downtown Atlanta. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I hadn't planned much, so I'm kind of like casually browsing on Google Maps, just scrolling around and stuff, seeing what else is around there. Like, you know, I, I've got 90 minutes to kill, basically, because um, I don't want to just like go to Emory and sit there. So I see, oh, Stone Mountain, Georgia, something I think we're all relatively familiar with, is uh, just, you know, 10 minutes northeast of Emory. So I'm like, okay, let's go check it out. So basically there's a there's a town of Stone Mountain, which is small, and then there's the actual Stone Mountain, which is famous for, on the north end, having um, a, uh, there's a much more accurate way to put this, but essentially a carved image of three Civil War generals uh, or Civil War leaders. Uh, off the top of my head, it's got to be Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, and Stonewall Jackson. I'm pretty sure that's right. We've probably all seen a you know an image, a picture of it before. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I want to like go there to basically spit on the ground. I think it's ridiculous that there's this gigantic monument to these uh, secessionists. Um, just like traitors to the country. Like, and we've, this is the Georgia's number one tourist attraction. So I'm like, okay, let's go check this out. Well, I'm doing some more research kind of as I'm making my way over there. And I learn, and it was confirmed when I got to the, the pearly white gates, it's $20 just to get inside the park. And I'm a very crafty person, you know, Hollywood sign, all that stuff, trying to see celebrities where I'm like, let me find the back way. I don't even need to go inside the park. I just want to get a glimpse of it because all I wanted to do, I didn't have time to like walk around or anything. All I wanted to do is just see it and take a picture and burn it or something. You, There's no good, like it's not possible. You have to pay $20 to see this thing. And it's, it's a, like a mini Disneyland kind of thing. They've got, you know, their small little like Civil War era towns in there and roller coasters and water parks. But of course, you know, all that stuff is extra pay to play model. $20 just to get your ass in the door. Uh, Stonewall Mountain. Stone, Stone Mountain, not Stonewall Mountain. I knew that was wrong when I said it. You can't monopolize a mountain, okay? And George has got to do something about that. Those... Those bastards got to get those Civil War CSA Confederate bastards got to be taken down a couple of notches. Uh, the other, uh, a couple other things that were noteworthy. Tuesday, I was driving from work in Tuscaloosa to my hotel in Montgomery. I took the long way. I went through Selma because it's a very historic, important town for voting rights. And I drove through there, and it was looking really rough. And I've seen some rough towns. I've been to uh, Tuskegee, which I went to again this year, which is a very rough place. I've been to West Baltimore. I've been to East Baltimore. I've been many other places. And this looked particularly rough. And I'm thinking to myself, what on earth? This? How do people live like this? I do a quick Google search, and my suspicions were confirmed. There was a tornado that went through there just two weeks ago. And half of this town was just entirely, like, devastated. Homes just, like, completely, you know, top half just ripped off. 
trees still blocking roads. Like my Google Maps literally said, no, turn right here. I start to turn. There's power lines in this gigantic oak tree across the road. It's like, nope, we're not doing that. Um, and downtown was just kind of very rough as well. So it was, I mean, I didn't take time to like stop and walk around and do voting rights stuff, but I drove across the famous bridge, uh, where their marches started. So that was, it was, it was kind of cool. It was a bummer that it was so messed up from the tornadic activity. Uh, this is super random and I, I should go try to find it later cause I just am now remembering, but I think this was like Wednesday morning. I was driving to Auburn to work and I was on the jazz station there. I had never heard something like this, a jazz cover of stairway to heaven by Zeppelin and it absolutely slammed. It had zero business slapping that hard. My only, only negative was that they only did the slow, you know, first four minutes, five minutes, whatever. They didn't get into the upbeat part. It would have been a crazy sax solo because it was sax was the lead instrument uh, playing the melody. And that, that you know, that uh, tenor sax would have just killed it. It was, it was awesome, though. It was amazing. It was like sitting there at a stoplight with my Starbucks, my grande shaken brown sugar oat milk espresso definitely my favorite thing to get cold wise at starbucks um oh, two things here uh from the same uh time i think it was wednesday after work i drove i stopped in the historic town of alexander city at a mcdonald's because i was just had a hankering for a diet coke it was right along the road I go in there and I was probably standing at the counter waiting for, cause I, I went in cause I had to pee standing at the counter waiting for like a solid two to three minutes, which might not sound that long, but when you're just standing there, like trying to get one diet Coke and leave, it feels like an eternity. There was some sort of brouhaha going on in the back with the employees. There were cookies had been flung so far from the back that they were hitting the counter and there was just a lot of yelling, and it was pretty. Uh, it was a, a very unique crowd of McDonald's employees at four o'clock in the afternoon at this particular Alexander City McDonald's. And I finally got my Diet Coke, but I was, I, I was hoping they'd maybe give me a free cookie because you think maybe they're like throwing out the batch or they made extras and it's what they're using for their their warfare over there, but it was not offered because I'm not an insider. I'm from the North. I can't tell you how many kids I talked to this past week that, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, you have any connections, any ties to Chicago? And they're like, Oh, I never been to the North before. It's, it's like game of Thrones or something like, Oh, I never, never been banished to the North wall. Never been to the North. Ooh, North of that Mason Dixon line. No, thank you. And then finally, uh, at a similar Alexander City area, there's a, a man-made constructed lake called Lake Martin, I think, and it's very similar to like Lake of the Ozarks. It's got all those like gnarly branches and stuff. But I'll just say I'm driving through there at sunset. There's a bridge over the middle of the lake, and it was just a beautiful. A, there's a ton of things to hate about Alabama, but like I love that man. You're like coming down this bridge, golden sunset. He's millions of churches which, you know, we can get into that, but they look aesthetically pleasing. And it was just like, you know, this would, it, it would be fun as hell to do that for like two days 
in July. Give me some natty lights. Give me a boat. And go to church in the morning before I get blasted. And, uh, you know, just have a good time. That's about all I care to do in Alabama, uh, frankly. But you can rent a, you know, a hotel for like, or rent an RV, get a hotel room for like 60 bucks a night. So that's not so bad. Guys, that's what I had for you. I mentioned 35, 30, 35, it's 40. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wiped. That's it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We will have more great Beantown podcasts for you in the future. Be on the lookout for our Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser coming up in just about a month here. I uh, hope everyone has a great Groundhog Day. If we don't do a Thursday special, we'll see you next weekend and uh, and, and NFL championship games this weekend. My picks on the record, I'm taking the Chiefs and I'm taking the Eagles. I think those are the teams that are going to win. Okay, my name is Quinn David Furness. Oh, no, 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 no. Very last thing. I promised you a trivia question. I'm not going to forget so we're going to blaze through it. Uh, it's Alabama-themed. So Talladega Super Speedway, the cup race they hold there every year. Now they do twice or two a year, but uh, we'll just consider the regular season one. It is five, like a Talladega 500, but that's not 500 laps. That's 500 miles. So my first trivia question to you is how many uh, How many? got to get this right. How many laps is it if you wanted to drive 500 miles in a race at Talladega? So how many laps do you have to go? And then the second part of this is this legendary NASCAR driver nicknamed the Intimidator holds a record for the most ever wins in the Cup Series, which is the top NASCAR series. When you, when you say NASCAR, you generally think about the Cup Series, Daytona 500 Cup Series. Um, so this driver, nicknamed the Intimidator, holds the record for most wins at Talladega, which was 10. Uh, if you need a clue, because this one's they're both tough. Um, clue for the second one first, his uh, racing number was three. That's a gigantic clue. Um, and he uh, final clue for that one is he he's no longer with us. And then the other one, I don't you know it's tough to give a a clue. Um, I'll say this: it starts with. It's three digits. It starts with one. Again, this is how many laps is it? So it starts with a one. And the final two digits are the number of the sun, the answer to number two. So a little bit convoluted, but basically, if you can if you can figure out who has the most wins, the Intimidator, his driving number was three, has a son who is also a racer, figure out what his number was, those are the two digits that will tell you what comes after the one and how many laps you got to race at Talladega. So here's the actual answer. If you're still trying to process it, take a guess, whatever, pause, but I'm tired. The answer to number one is 188 laps. If you figured out that Dale Earnhardt Jr. raced number 88, then you would probably be able to figure out that his dad, Dale Earnhardt Sr., the Intimidator, number three, is uh, rest in peace the record holder for cup series wins at talladega okay that's what i had for you uh, i was this close to ending the show without doing our trivia questions which would have been extra tragic my name is quinn david furnace i hope you have a great week stay safe stay sane and i'll check in on you next time bye <laughs>